Hello and welcome back to the Counterpints Podcast. This is your host, Matt, and as always, I am joined by my lovely co-hosts. I've got Kevin, I've got Jack, and I've got the man himself, Casey. We're happy to be back and we're happy to have you listening to us again, folks. We continue to be a podcast where we argue about the same stupid shit we love to argue about in breweries and bars, and I'm sure we've got a doozy today, but... What's an argument without a drink? Boys, what the hell are you drinking? Let's start with Jack. Beer me. Beard. Hello, everybody, and happy Halloween. Let's get it. Yeah, let's get it kicked off with a beer. Kind of has a little ghost theme to it. The ghost of the Hartford Whalers, because this is Storm Brew. The, uh, <laughs> the official beer of the Carolina Hurricanes. Also, happy NHL season to everybody out here. It is a boring lager that tastes like... Um, you know, Bud Light, really, Coors Light, something like that. Not that great, but I'm still drinking it. <laughs> I will say the strength of that beer is that they sell it for $5 at the PNC Arena in Raleigh. That's a respectable move. I like it. It is. I got a 12-pack of this for $8, so pretty good. <laughs> Christ, it's like cheaper, and I pay for this sparkling water I have over here from Costco. Yeah, it's like less than Bud Light prices. <laughs> That's pretty good. It's definitely better than Bud Light, I guess. Maybe I'll, maybe I give it a little extra credit because I like the name. Oh, that Whaler's comment. I won't forget. Kevin, go ahead. What are you drinking? I'm drinking a Imperial Sour from a place called Emboldened Beer Company down here in San Diego by the name of Brunch is Back. This is a collaboration with another local brewery by the name of St. Archer Brewing Co., where my buddy is the lead brewer. This is an Imperial Sour with blueberry, strawberry, vanilla, and maple syrup. And it's, it's okay. I had higher expectations, but it's okay. All right, fuck you, Kevin's friend. Your beer is garbage. You heard it here live. Didn't we go to St. Archer, Kevin? That sounds familiar. Do they have like, it looks like a... We did. That's where Brian really was trying to hook up with that uh, girl who was just in town for the weekend, and ah. he was super pissed. We didn't want to drive him up to North County where she was staying in a hotel so he can go fuck her. That's, that's, remember, remember that? You know what? That is absolutely accurate. <laughs> that's exactly what happened. Matt and wow, I was, that was a, around the... That was a vivid retelling of that tale. It's... Spurgeon. Standing around on the, out, on the outer patio, and Matt and I are, dr- are drinking beer, and this, <laughs> this girl's hanging out with the three of us because she followed us from one brewery to another because we were just doing the hopping of you know, breweries, and she came with us. And you know, she's hanging out. It's like this is like the second hour of her hanging out with us, and Brian's after it, like after it hard, putting his leg over her, like while they're just sitting on stools at. Oh this yeah, it was deck. it was uncomfortable. Yeah, it was it was uncomfortable. Like it, it, that, I've never seen anyone that thirsty before, and he was so <laughs> butthurt when we decided not to drive forty five minutes out of our way to take him to her hotel. Like we, he was trying to work out the logistics, and I'm like, okay, Matt, you want to leave? You can leave. You can go catch an Uber, but we're going over here to try to get Matt a hat from Stone Brewing Co., which was closed because there was a shooting nearby. Anyway, God, that was a fun trip. Wow, hell of a week, really. All right, well, speaking of like, thirsty, it's like two days. It wasn't even a week. It was two days that you guys were here. That's a fuck ton of Sounds like a good days. time in San Diego. Yeah, it was. There was a lot of good times. And breakfast, Mexico. <laughs> breakfast burritos eaten. That's right. Life, life or death situations in tea. Lots of edibles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just ignore that work. He's joking. 
We always joke on this podcast. We love jokes here. This is a Christian Minecraft server. And for our third check-in, Casey, what do you got? All right. So uh, I'm drinking a beer from a brewery when the boys came out here. Oh, geez. That would have been 2020. So over a year ago now. Here in Colorado, we went to Sanitas Brewing Company in Boulder, Colorado. I'm drinking their Imperial Hazy uh, India Pale Ale. They say this is the cousin uh, of their first hazy IPA. Uh, this is brewed with El Dorado and Cascade and some uh, citra hops. So it gives a nice fruity, uh, citrusy flavor. It's actually really good. 9% alcohol by volume. Of course, mm. ladies and gentlemen, you know it. I don't do anything but it. Independent Craft Brewery Associated Beer. So also, fun thing. I was walking through the Denver airport and you can get these stickers somewhere because they are plastered all over the place in some of the most random places. I saw one on a stall that a guy was scraping off. So someone's found them. If you know where you can find these stickers or (laughs) signs, let me know, you know, shoot, shoot me a note on, on the Instagram on our social medias. Cause I want to find them cause I want one, Mm. but they're out there somewhere. They're plastered all over the place at DIA. This feels like a good wedding gift for you. Just like a massive it, local independent craft brewers association sign. I know if you reached out to them, we could probably get one. Oh, we so, need to get him like a massive wall sign, right? We've seen these. Uh, actually. Yeah, we definitely yeah, saw we, these like in breweries. Like, oh, Casey needs to have this. Yeah. yeah. Wise man has one. And I asked him if I could have it when I was there seeing Jack a while ago. And they were like, <laughs> no. And I was like, all right, well, doesn't hurt to ask, but you didn't have to say it like that. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, listeners reach out to us and. Let's get Casey some presents. And for the fourth beer, it's actually a brewery that I checked in a while ago. It's Mortalis Brewing Company out of Avon, New York. Um, I guess known for a lot of their very uh, flavorful, kind of thicker, smoothie-type sours. Uh, I have a couple that friend of the podcast, another Matt, gave to me, and I have not drank all of them. So here's another one. It's called, I like the name, Hydra Slushmallow. It's a sour ale brewed with raspberry, strawberry, banana, and... As the name may imply, marshmallow. But I bet this is a fairly sweet beer. The can is sweating, and so am I. Let's get this inside me. But with that, we're going to move on to the next section. Uh, we thought this week we would talk about an event that is near and dear to our hearts. Maybe we will return someday. That is the Great American Beer Festival, which did happen in some fashion this year, 2021, and beers were judged. Winners were announced. And we thought we would uh, talk about a few of them. As we do, I could talk about the Great American Beer Festival. Maybe they'll sponsor us someday. Uh, apparently, this was the 35th edition of GABF this year. Almost 10,000 beers were judged. Every, all 50 states represented. Many, many winners to go through. But we're going to try to keep this relatively brief. What we kind of did last year, I believe, is we went and highlighted each of our states was when we went through this. Um, I'm not even going to talk about Connecticut because we got absolutely hosed with no no golds at all and only a silver and bronze for non-alcoholic beer that's embarrassing jack any comments about north carolina i saw they did fairly well this year yeah just just kind of perusing the list here i see wise man a favorite of mine here in winston-salem it's the uh they've won for that irish red ale a couple times that outraged daughter is very good uh, I see Wicked Weed. Also, one of my uh, new favorites, Protagonist uh, in Charlotte. That's a that's a really solid brewery. Let's see High Wire in Asheville. Not surprised by that. Eleven Lakes is actually one that uh, when we were doing our lake trip in summer 2020, Eleven Lakes was the one we had to cut out 
because we were we were we were taking too much time in other places so we cut it out that looks like a mistake but it's okay because we went to D9, D9. fuck that place <laughs> oh, so we spent all our time wisely at D9 of course god oh, also Ponysaurus winning impressive they're also a good place and yeah I like Ponysaurus uh, but yeah oh green man a lot of Asheville a lot of Charlotte on this list not surprised yeah unfortunately Raleigh continues to be kind of a weak beer city it's unfortunate Casey, Colorado, unsurprisingly taking a bunch of medals as well. Any comments? Yeah, so I mean, the the Great Divide Wild Raspberry Ale is a, a really solid one that I've had. I'm actually kind of surprised Lone Tree. I, I mean, it's a good good brewery. I just I didn't think it was good enough to to win some awards. But hey, you always get a little uh, mm. a little surprise. But again, uh, one of the ones that I love, one of my favorite breweries here in Colorado, Avery, the Stampede one for uh, a silver for American style lager. It's a really crushable beer. Mm. So if you're like wanting to drink a lot at a sporting event, that's always a good one down the towards the bottom. There's one that caught my eye peak view brewing company got a, I believe it was a silver. Yep. Uh, in the fruit wheat beer, their blood orange wheat. If you like blood orange, ladies and gentlemen, check that one out and kind of just going through a couple other ones. Scott Brewing's a solid one down in Durango, so in the southwest of the uh of the state. 12 Degree Brewing in Louisville uh is an up and coming brewery, so it's it's pretty good. Got the bronze uh in the Belgian style. So, all in all, you know, we didn't have a lot of the the big dogs, but I am so quite surprised to see some of these from Durango and these smaller breweries that are in the Denver metro area that are starting to make a, a come up. Uh, as I believe one rapper said one time. So really impressed. <laughs> I also saw the uh, Cerebral Brewing took a gold for chili beer. I like Cerebral Brewing. They're pretty good. So it's a very specific category. Kevin, also no one surprised California, which I might argue is extremely biased towards in that, in that competition, has won pretty much half the medals. They're like the United States in the Olympics. How do you feel about California? I mean, we have a lot of breweries. I, I, I was counting they get up, and it's not a brag, but I just... San Diego had San Diego, the county of San Diego had more wins than North Carolina did. It's not because there's good mm. beer all across the board. There just are a lot more entries, you know, and they're they all have varying qualities. I will say this is a hard list to kind of parse through some standouts. Uh, Figueroa Mountain Brewing Co. from either the Buellton facility or the uh, wherever the heck the other one is in Watsonville, I think it is. Uh, had had one called Meat Sweats, which was a pretty funny name, I, I think. Love, love that beer name. But because there's just Kind of a lot to focus on here. I'll focus on the uh, the San Diego ones. So let's see. North Park Beer Co. had a couple good beers out there. Uh, IPA, Imperial IPA, Army of the Kind of Deadish, which I, I was a fan of. Uh, although weirdly, I don't think it's their best Imperial IPA. So hmm, maybe hmm. some funny things going on at the Brewfest. Gosh, there are so many here. There's so many surprising ones on here too. Small small breweries by the name of like Kilowatt or attitude which are small and i've never heard of them i've heard of them and i, I should say i'm surprised they made it on this list because they're just they're nobody's by comparison so good for them for cracking through uh some of the big names across california one firestone walker one fall down here in um, san diego one good for them and i'm kind of bored by this list i really am i, I kind of got the sense that we didn't yep. send our best this year this is just kind of a Oh, Great American Beer Fest is happening. Let's just send whatever we have on tap because I don't think people planned ahead because they weren't sure this was going to happen this year. So I look forward to what's going to happen when we actually can plan it and COVID's thing of the past. Uh, someday, boys, someday. I was taken as uh, as our New England representative. I was trying to take a look through if there were any other medals in the New England area. Woof, rough. 
Like I, I think I think every state in New England combined didn't even hit North Carolina's numbers. I'm shocked Vermont didn't have anything. Vermont That's and New the, Hampshire have nothing. <laughs> they don't have a Vermont's, single medal. Vermont's the best beer state in New England. How and do they're they not, not have anything? Because I don't get the feeling they're like sending beers to GABF. I always wonder this. Like, you know, we're like the furthest region probably away. Are we really sending beers? Like, I think a point Jack brought up. Like, if did Tree, Treehouse sent a beer, like, it would probably do pretty well. What if Alchemist sent a beer? Yeah. Or what if Foley Brothers sent a beer? I'd say Foley Brothers would could be up on that list. Trillium, you know. It's, I also think there's a sense of I would call it hoity-toity, but that's not the right thing. But I think there's <laughs> a sense of um, West Coast bias. No, just that they're they're too good for it. You know, that's a pretty common thing in New England. Mm. Is they're too good for a lot of things. I you mean, know, it's true. We are. Um, they think they are the best at everything and that nothing else matters. So I think that that might be a little bit of why they don't participate in this because why would you, why in their sense, why do we need to go to Colorado? Like we know we're the best. Everyone should come to us. Casey I think bring, that's, Casey breaks up a great point. Why would I care about an award from a West coast area? It's disgusting. You know, I yeah, mean, the, I'm just the, saying, the, I think there's a part of that. It would be like, it'd be like if New Jersey gave me an award, like I'll put it in the trash where it belongs. Yeah. If you look at the bottom of Trias cans next to the packaging data says, do <laughs> you think you're better than me? <laughs> Who are you? Who are you talking to me? Although I do see Allagash Brewing Company did take uh, Brewery of the Year between the 15,000 to 100,000 barrels category. So, you know, there you go, Maine. You got something. I'm proud of you. But, uh, yeah, we uh, we highly recommend you go look at You can just Google it, like GABF 2021 winners. Like, they have a whole PDF with every single category that people want. And there's a lot of categories of beer that I don't even know what the fuck they are, if I'm being real honest with the group. There's more beer styles than I ever could possibly imagine but it's an interesting read congratulations to all the winners it's it is a cool contest it's an awesome experience to go to if you ever get a chance we've talked about it many times in this podcast but i imagine we'll get there we'll get there soon boys i i get the feeling 2022 might be the year when will they announce again that like they're officially gonna do it in person didn't they already say they were going to am i crazy is that like official official it's official they said 2022 will be back to in person Okay. The festival. Well, the actual they festival. plan. They plan. They, yeah. Okay. She can go sideways. I, that's I true. Hypothetically, that's COVID can get worse is, yeah. again. That's true. Good point. No, it and, won't. And it's they're going to hopefully do it. Same convention center, 60,000 people. Be great. Yeah. And we could yeah, make a spreader event, whatever. You, you, you don't get let in until an hour after the, the start time. It's. Oh, fuck that. That pisses me <laughs> off so much. I mean, we're, we're buying VIP tickets this time, right? Because we're, we're not yes. going to spend money. Pre-gaming at uh, Yard House, oh. the money on the VIP tickets. Mm. We we learned a lot of lessons this time. We will return smarter beer goers. Oh god! How much yeah, more man. are the VIP tickets? Because like the reg- regular tickets are like eighty bucks, right? Yeah, it was it was, a rel- it was a relatively expensive beer festival. <laughs> but it was also it was also the first like real mega beer festival we most of us had done. It was certainly mine. I would honestly pay 120 for the right VIP ticket. I really would. I agree. No, I totally agree. I was just wondering if we, we knew that off the top of our heads. Yeah, sorry, Casey. I don't keep that memory uh, that, that those numbers locked in my head, but we will certainly be looking at it. If, if, I, if I had to guess, though, because I just went to the Untapped Beer Fest here in San Diego and like regular tickets, I think were 65 bucks and VIP were 90, okay. effectively 50% more. Casey, the website does say join us October 6th, 2022 in Denver for the 40th anniversary of Great American Six Beer Festival. Go. to the 8th. Okay. Six to eight. Let's mark it on the calendar, boys. Put it on the calendar. Let's go. All right. 
So with GBF out of the way, a quick plug of our socials before we get to the body of this podcast. Of course, our Instagram, our Twitter, our untapped, all under counterpint, C-O-U-N-T-E-R-P-I-N-T-S. Go give them a follow, give them a like, send us a message. Go throw a voicemail into our voicemail box at 774-224-0708. We love hearing from our fans. We're here. We're here for it. Find us. We're whores for your attention. Absolute sluts. Let's move on to this podcast, boys. Let's get this rolling. As Jack mentioned, it's goddamn Halloween season. It's spook. It's spookoween. It's October. It's getting colder up here in New England. The leaves are changing colors. Buy your costumes. Time to eat some candy. So we're going to talk about some motherfucking horror movies. We've got not an eight man, not a 10 man, but a 12 man horror movie bracket. As always, we're going to put this disclaimer out. There was much, much deliberating over what 12 contestants to put on this list. We are aware there are hundreds of horror movies that could easily make it onto a best of all time list. Uh, if we missed it, send us a, you know, leave us an angry voicemail. We'd love to hear from you. You know, again, we will politely invite you to SRDs, but we're trying our best. We're here for you. So we'll probably talk about some honorable mentions, but let's get to the contestants. We've got 12 of them. We're going to start with the first round will be The Conjuring, Blair Witch Project, 28 Days Later, Alien, The Ring, Paranormal Activity, The Shining, and Poltergeist. And then we have four buys, which we determined were very strong contestants. They're the classics. We've got Halloween. We've got Exorcist. We've got Friday the 13th. And lastly, Nightmare on Elm Street. Let's get right into it for our first matchup. We've got The Conjuring against The Blair Witch Project, two supernatural horror movies. Found footage and more of a traditional cinematic film one of jack's favorite words jack speaking of which which of these two movies do you like better good question it's, it's spook they're both spooktacular also shout out to fellow podcasters busting with the boys who call october spooktober and say so you gotta get in the spooks with watching a movie a halloween movie every single night cheers to those guys back to this podcast though uh <laughs> uh blair witch project is probably the first real scary movie that i can remember coming to theaters and i was not allowed to go see that i think i was in like second grade when that came out uh, this one's pretty easy for me though uh i think the conjuring movies are great and they have great plots they get good actors they're all based on true stories conjuring gets my vote all right we've got one for the conjuring i'll go second on this one i actually only watched the blair witch project very recently i'd say within the last three to four months it just never um i don't know never crossed my radar i, I was aware of it uh, my girlfriend wanted me to watch it. She thought it was very scary. I don't know. That movie, I understand it's very like a significant film in the world of horror, but I just thought it was fucking boring. Like the whole movie is just a setup for a scare that kind of doesn't come until really right at the end. And then even that's kind of weak. So the whole movie, I'm kind of like tensing up going like, oh shit, something's going to happen. And then not much really happens. The Conjuring kind of scares the shit out of me the whole time throughout. Fuck that movie. It's definitely a scarier movie to me and really a more entertaining movie. It's a great franchise as well, even though, Jack, I will say this to you on air. I think Conjuring 2 is the weakest Conjuring movie. I know you don't disagree. I know you don't agree with that one. Uh, yeah, it's very, very false. And British people aren't scary. That's the problem. Once you say that movie's terrifying. Britain, put it in Britain, you lose like five spooky points. Watch it again and keep your eyes open the entire time. <laughs> well, like, we know that's impossible. Okay, so I'll put one in for The Conjuring. Two 
to zero. Kevin, what do you think? Well, I haven't seen The Conjuring and I've seen The Blair Witch Project, so I'm going to withdraw my vote because I don't have a basis for both of this. So, Kevin, I, I hear vote. I hear you love horror movies. Do you want to give the audience a little bit of background on that? That's pretty straightforward, actually. <laughs> I don't like horror movies. I like horror movies, but not horror movies. Horror we'll eventually pronounce it right during this podcast. The, the host <laughs> should, the guy who's talking the most really should learn how to pronounce it right. But anyway, horror. just pretend you're having a stroke in the middle of the words. Horror. Anyway, I don't like horror movies, uh, not my bag, but I will hang in there because I've seen some of these movies. So I haven't seen The Conjuring. I saw The Blair Witch Project. Scared the shit out of me, but I also saw it when I was like very young. So or as young as I could because I saw it in theaters. So not my thing. Sorry. All right. We've got an abstain. Casey Conjuring or Blair Witch Project. Yeah. So I I enjoyed both of these. And, and, And I'll be honest, there are some that I... For instance, the Blair Witch Project that came out, like Jack said, when when he was in second grade. So I was probably in first grade because he's a year older than me or something along those lines. So I didn't see it right when it came out. So I waited a couple of years and saw it when I wasn't going to just like piss my pants at every like 10 seconds. But they both are, are, are scary. But I agree with the first two votes. There's just something about the conjuring. Uh, and again, like Jack said, and this is something that I've always sat on if it's like either based on a true story or even has semblances of a true story that someone's like you know said hey that's that's real that to me takes it 10 times higher and and scares me even if maybe the plot wasn't that scary but the fact that there's evidence to suggest that this was a this happened i think gives it a lot more credit again we've talked about this with the war movies and other things. I like accuracy. I like historical accuracy. So if these are based off of someone saying that this happened to me, I think that says a lot. So for me, my vote again, like everybody else said, the conjuring. And also like Matt said, great series. And I think Jack said it as well. Absolutely great. The sequels after were just as good as the first, which doesn't always happen, especially in horror movies and others. But this one, it did. Although I think from what I've read, people are not as psyched with uh, what is the devil made me do it. The one that came out, what this year sucked. It sucked. I I didn't hate it. I didn't love it though. I don't like it. Well, it's Connecticut. And once again, Connecticut ruined everything for us. There are a lot of weird amount of horror movies that happen in Connecticut. Just because we have a lot of old houses and people who live here are scary. Okay. So uh, that's a three to three to oh, I almost said three to one. Three to zero is the proper terminology for the conjuring beating Blair Witch Project in the first round. We will learn how to talk at some point during this podcast, folks. Don't you worry. We're going to move on to the second round, which is one that I'm pretty interested in. 28 days later against the original Alien, where we seem to be judging them based on the series. So I guess the other Alien movies are brought into this. Hypothetically. I, I don't agree with that because I agree with Kevin. These standalones. These okay. Movies- both of these movies become these franchises become action franchises after the first movie. Well, that's twenty eight weeks true. later is an action movie, and Aliens. That's still, that's still a horror movie. movie. You remember the opening of twenty eight mm. weeks later? Ooh, that's a no. I, we should I, talk I, about I, that I, opening I, by itself as a horror movie. Hey, <laughs> that's a good. That's a good opening. I give you that, but it's still a more action movie. It's maybe not to the extent that Aliens is to yeah, Alien, but it's right. still Aliens moves in that direction. Definitely an action movie. You are correct about that. All right, I'll, so I'll just I'll, I'll throw my vote out there since I'm already talking here. All go right. for it. I'm going to give this a 28 days later. I liked Alien, but I it, it came out before I was born. So by the time I saw it, I could tell the special effects were just kind of 
cheesy in my in my book. And 28 Days Later was actually like legitimately scary and and had me on the seat of my pants the entire time. Alien is a lot more suspenseful, but I don't think it's mm. as good of a horror movie to uh, 28 Days Later, in my opinion. Scary Weaver, don't listen to him. Jack, go ahead. Yeah, this is a tough one. I want to go with Alien just because uh, I'm a I'm a sucker for a nice creature feature. The pop out scares were good. The thing looks scary. Uh, not a big zombie fan. I I just. They don't do it for me, uh, so I'm going to go to Alien. All right, we've got one to one. Casey, what's your vote? Yeah, so I and again, I, I said this when we were doing this. I I don't think Alien is much of a horror movie. I think it's more of a sci-fi movie. As even as it, the trilogy goes on, I don't know if it's technically a trilogy, but the series goes on. But how do you guys feel about Cillian Murphy? This was his breakout, and 28 Days Later, this was his breakout role or one of his breakout roles. He had been in some stuff. That was more known to uh, British television and British cinemas. But this was the one where he was like the guy, the main character, Jim, and on a major worldwide stage. And I thought he crushed it. And this is one of the first movies I saw with him in it uh, and then slowly became really, really into. I think he's an underrated actor. I mean, he's great in the Batman series as Scarecrow. And then obviously he's fantastic in. Peaky blinders, but I'm giving my vote to uh, 28 days later. And I think there's some real interesting pieces of this that we can apply, maybe not directly, but mm-hmm. it's still kind of the same kind of concept as what uh, we may or may not be uh, experiencing in terms of a virus that's, you know, being tested <laughs> potentially. I don't know. That's up for debate. Hopefully the World Health Organization will have an answer on that uh, sometime soon. But, you know, it, I just thought it was so good. And I'm not a big, uh, like Jack said, I'm not a big zombie guy, but I just think it's more of a classic horror uh, and, and then Alien. I classify that as a sci-fi movie. So, and again, come back to, I could see this happening. Oh, wait, like I kind of hinted at, it's kind of happening to an extent. <laughs> You're not exactly like zombies, but it's kind of there. It's, it's kind of happening. Okay, so we've got two for 28 Days Later and one for Alien. Um, this is actually a tough one for me. I really like both of these movies. The Alien is a very significant cultural kind of phenomenon for horror. Uh, it's really, I think, probably the most iconic sci-fi horror film of all time. Uh, it Jack says it's, it's a really good creature feature. The design of the alien, the xenomorph, is so cool, and the way they kind of hide the alien through most of the movie, and you really only see it at the end, is very good. Like it's just a very, very good movie. But I don't know, man. I fucking love 28 days later and 28 weeks later, but we're only talking about 28 days. It's really kind of the first zombie type film that really, I feel like it really kicked off the fast zombie trope in a way, like where it went from corpses shambling around to like, these guys have some fucked up rabies variant and they're going to bite you and turn into a zombie. And it's really fast and vicious. And it scared the shit out of me when I first watched it. Uh, It's, I don't know. I think it's a great film. I love the way it opens with the guy waking up in the hospital and not knowing where the fuck he is. And just the way the, the infected move just ooh, still like spooks me because Casey's right. You feel like that one could almost happen. Like rabies gets out of control and it just creates some super virus. It turns everyone to like flesh eating monsters. I actually will give this one to 28 days later. I just think it's a scarier movie. It holds up a bit better and I just, I, I'm a big zombie guy, so this one even appeals to me. I also like sci-fi, but I in particular like zombies. So I'm going to give it 28 days later and make it a 3-1 to 
victory over alien. I bet I'm going to get fucking lambasted for that decision by somebody in our audience. But you know what? I can't always make the artsy decision. So 28 days later, we'll move on to the second round. and We will go to the ring against paranormal activity. Jack and I actually last weekend just watched the third entry in this series. But once again, we were talking about the original paranormal activity. Let's start off with Casey this time. Yeah. So I think this is uh, uh, one of the heavy hitters uh, in this early round. You know, it's that I think both are great and both scare the shit out of me for different reasons. I mean, that girl in the ring, I still get shivers of it. Uh, One of the things I was telling these guys ahead of time, and again, I think we can talk about it on the pod now, was uh, a kid I played soccer with in college. He grew up in San Diego and he claims the the house that is that this takes place in paranormal activity is legit and he claims that he's met the family and they were fucking crazy and all this other stuff again i've never met him i can't say like i've never met the, the been to the house or met the people so i can't say but he claims it is so true i remember we were going to see this as a group a big group this is my freshman year of college and he was adam he was there was no chance we could have even dragged him to this movie he was so against going and he was like if you guys want to go and fucking die you guys go and fucking die and i remember though i could not sleep that night someone dropped their keys on the stairwell stairwell <laughs> that's right outside my room at like three in the morning and if you remember the scene where the keys fall off the counter at like three twenty in the morning i was done after that but again i go back the ring it's one of the most iconic i think with some other ones obviously with the ones that we've we've passed on to the uh given buys but for this one, I'm going to I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna go old school. I'm gonna stay the ring. You gotta go the ring. I still every time I see that oh that girl oh god it just makes my skin crawl. So that's what I'm going with. I'm going the ring. Casey, you bring up a good point. So horror movies have the trope of at a certain time of night usually something bad always happens, and so like that that's kind of like logged in my brain. Like if I look at the clock, I'm like oh shit. It's this time of night. Oh, this is this is like three fifteen. So that's when the you know Amityville horror shit starts or whatever you know. So that that stayed with me for for many years after watching these movies. It's kind of funny to think about. It's always between like two and four in the morning, always like like. And that's the thing about that paranormal activity movies. It's always showing you the time because right, it's from the security cameras in the house. So you always know. Now, nah, yeah, I'm with you, Kev. It comes around that time, and I'm like, yeah, we're this is where people die. It's time to go home. And now we know why Matt has guns. There you go. They call me crazy and you're all crazy. Just because you're paranoid doesn't mean the world isn't out to get you. <laughs> That's right. Paranoid activity. Kevin, since you like talking so much, what's your opinion? This is short and sweet. All right. It's the ring. It killed VHS tapes. All right. Paranormal activity is <laughs> still going strong. The real estate market in San Diego is still fine. VHS tapes are a thing of the past. The ring. Yeah, it definitely uh, ages the movie a bit, right? When you're talking about a horror movie that's people are getting killed after watching a VHS tape. You know, that aspect of the movie maybe doesn't age super well. I'll go third here. Uh, between these two movies, I actually think this is kind of easy for me. Paranormal Activity is really kind of an amazing instance of how absolute of a crusher a movie could be in terms of box office. I, I looked this up while uh, Casey was talking and they make the movie for a lousy, it was about $225,000, like nothing. Fucking thing pulls in $194 million in the box office. Every paranormal activity is like this. They make them for a couple million dollars at most. It's basically just a hand cam shot footage in a house. And then they pull in these massive audiences. The guy who owns that studio, Jason Bloom, Blumhouse Productions, dude's a fucking genius. He's so rich. 
just makes low budget horror movies just crush. It's I, that movie scared the fucking shit out of me when I first watched it, especially the ending. I won't go into spoilers. It was a scarier movie in a lot of ways, just because of the jump scares kind of got me. But I think the ring is definitely a much better movie. You know, it's a scarier villain. That girl that crawls out of the TV scares the crap out of me. I have a particular thing where I don't like unnaturally moving women and children. And it was a female and a child. So really double whammy, big yikes. So it's pretty solid. It's kind of in that realm of like kind of Japanese horror movies a little bit. I love the ring. I think it's a good one. It doesn't scare me quite as bad as the grudge. Fuck that movie, but I'll give it to the ring over paranormal activity, which will give it a three O edge. Jack, you've got the last vote. Yeah, I think you guys have all said it exactly right. I think Casey hit something important that paranormal activity, when those came out in theaters, they were, that was like a group activity. And it was so much fun being in a huge full, full theater with everyone who's scared together. You're all talking, you're all laughing, you're all screaming. That was the best part of those movies. They were scary. So, you know, you can't do much about them. Can't see them. They, they are terrifying. <laughs> they are terrifying. And, you know, you have no shot in a situation like that. I, and I believe you guys have touched on the, the hours that that stuff happened. There was one movie. It might have been like the exorcism of Emily Rose, where they talked about how mm. three o'clock to four o'clock in the morning is kind of the hour of the devil. And so that's kind of how all that stuff gets brought up in movies. But the ring, if I'm just going off the first time I've ever seen a scary movie, I have never in my life been so scared, been as scared as when I saw the ring. I could not sleep in my own bed for at least three nights. That girl is terrifying. I would argue the ring is a way scarier movie than paranormal activity. It's absolutely horrifying. They definitely deserve to move on in this list, even though I do love paranormal activity. I'm excited for the new one. I didn't know there was going to be a new one. Apparently, uh, Paramount has it coming out in a couple weeks. Can't wait. Streaming I'll on watch Paramount it, Plus, obviously. sponsored by Paramount. I'm watching it. Yeah, third one was okay, Jack. We watched it. It wasn't too bad. Just they feel a little samey to me. Maybe it's the f- yes, the first one and the fourth one, like the <clears throat> the the demon face. That's what that the, she comes back on the fourth one. That's it's scary. Ooh, from the first one. Yeah, it's same okay, face. Yeah. Comes uh, back. No, I'm good. Don't watch the fourth one. Got it. Just lock that one away in the vault. Okay, so the ring will take a 4-0 sweep over Paranormal Activity, bringing us to the final match of the first round. We've got The Shining against Poltergeist. Two heavy hitters, I would argue. Let's start off with Casey. Poltergeist and The Shining. Sorry, I forgot to unmute myself. Um, so I'm going to go with one that I think is probably not the more popular answer. Um, again, Go back to it. I like both. I really, really do. Um, I know Stephen King says he's not a big fan of The Shining. I get that. I, I understand that. But I, I know it's in the movie. It's the Bates Motel, right? I can't remember what the fuck it's called. It's I think it's the Estes Park Overlook um, Hotel. What it's called? Yeah, the Overlook. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Overlook. I don't know why I said Bates. Overlook. But I the actual hotel that it's based on is here in in Estes Park, Colorado. So about 40 minutes Northwest of Boulder where I'm sitting right now. And I've been in that hotel, just like walked in and went, yep, that's a no. And turned around and walked out. Like there's just like, you get those places where there's just like that feeling. And I know that might be taking in something that's outside of the, uh, of the movie and bringing it in. 
But I get why Stephen King wrote this movie or wrote the book and then turned it into the adaptation to the movie because holy fuck is that place scary. So for that reason, I'm going The Shining. I'm got to go The Shining. It scared the fucking piss out of me, especially those two fucking twin girls. Ooh, Jesus. Come, come play with us. Daddy. Oh, Jesus. Come oh. play with us. But again, it kind of goes to your point, Matt, of young gr- children mm. doing things they're not supposed. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'll stop. Yes, we've all seen True Girls One Cut, but otherwise, it is a pretty big trope in horror movies nowadays. Just creepy child does creepy thing. I mean, Jack and I were watching a couple movies, and what? It was like a young girl in Paranormal Activity 3. Like, oh, they're talking to their invisible friend, and the invisible friend's a demon. That comes up so much. It works, though. It's creepy. Also, for the listeners out there who are playing the drinking game that they play each time they listen to this podcast... That would be two uses of the word trope for, for Matt. He said it twice so far. Trope, trope. So drink, drink. Trope. <laughs> I didn't know that. And, game two, was and, two, more, and two more for Jack. So drink, I was just going to say, does it count when we say it or is it no, just when it's Matt, just Matt says it? It's, it's trope oh, okay. and then also film. Let's see if he says the word trope. <laughs> film. I do love the word trope. It is, it's, it's satisfying to say. You know what I mean, it's a cromulent word. Okay. So we've got one for The Shining. Uh, I'll go second on this one. As I sat here and thought about it for a couple minutes, actually, this is. More obvious to me than I initially thought. I love The Shining. It is a fantastic movie. One of the best out there, especially in the horror medium. Jack Nicholson absolutely fucking crushes it. And just this creepy, crazy performance by him. Just so many good moments in it. You can't even kind of start getting into them. The chase through the hedge maze. The blood pouring out of the elevator. The creepy twins. Him having the conversations at the bar with the, you know, as you find out, or ghosts in the hotel crazy on the wife it's just moment after moment axing through the door fantastic just like a master class like directing and acting and oh my god i fucking love the shining poltergeist is also a very solid film i think it definitely deserves to be up there to talk about kind of best of all time horror movies but i don't know the shining's like a fucking work of art and poltergeist is like a good movie i don't know to me they're not really that comparable i'd give it to the shining any day of the week Put it up there for two. Let's get Kevin's hot take. One vote for Shining and no votes for the movie I didn't see. I actually haven't seen Poltergeist, so I'm good. It's worth watching. That's what I hear. You know, there's some of these older horror movies that like, all right, well, I kind of had to see it because they're foundational. Like, that's why I saw Dawn of the Dead or or Night of the Living Dead. Like, they're foundational movies. Mm. So I'll, I'll, I'll give it a try. Okay, we've got three for The Shining. Jack, you're up. Yeah, The Shining is just one of those movies that you're just, it's just uneasy the entire time, like you're watching it. There's just not really a comfortable moment that, that like scene where like the lady's like creeping behind the, like the bathroom curtain and you can kind of see her from the hallway. Like that's just, oh, like, yeah. Oh, God. oh that, like, that like terrifying decomposing. And oh, it's just, it's, you know, it's an easy vote for me, The Shining. It's, oof, God. No, yeah. Poltergeist, like Matt said, good movie. Another one where there's not a ghost girl, it's just a little girl, but she's communicating with ghosts through the TV. No, thank you. Like that, at that point, like you have to put her up for adoption. No, no way. Or leave the house. Why do they never just leave the house? Go home, get out. Also, very good point. Also, a very good point. Why, when it's all these houses and locations, do people just not go, yeah, you know what? Let's just leave. <laughs> well, in Paranormal Activity, it was the girl. So they could have left all they wanted to. True. It's that's a fair shout. That's, that's a fair shout. That's the that's thing. A fair shout. 
It's true. They, it's, they, they do have reasons in universe why you can't do that, but they need to try. And well, he earlier. had no reason to stay with her. That's well, I'd have been like, bye. Yeah. Peace. Bye. 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 Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I swear to God, if it ever comes out that Alyssa's got a demon that's following her. Sorry, babe. Love you to death. But <laughs> I mean, <laughs> hey, is this where you make the you're going to make the obvious joke that she's marrying her demon, right? Oh, that, that, could be. that is true. I well, if that's the case, fuck it. I don't Sorry. care. <laughs> Too easy, Casey. I, I, mean, I apologize. Yeah, that's fine. No, that's fine. Because if I'm the demon, I don't care. <laughs> I'm going to torture the shit out of her for the rest of her life. <laughs> and Matt, edit that out. All right. I would do anything for love, but I won't do that. Deal with your demons. All right. We've got... Four on the board for the Shining, giving it a 4-0 sweep Rooney against Poltergeist. That concludes our first round. We've got The Conjuring with a 3-0 due to uh, Kevin abstaining over Blair Witch Project. We have a 3-1 victory for 28 days later over Alien. We have a 4-0 sweep for The Ring over Paranormal Activity. And another 4-0 sweep for The Shining over Poltergeist. And that'll bring us into the second round. We're going to start off with... I think we got some heavy hitters here. We've got Halloween against The Conjuring. And now, boys, I'm going to assume we're talking about the original 1970s Halloween, not the 2018 reboot. All right, Halloween against The Conjuring. Stabby McCrazy Boys against Ghosts. Let's start off with Jack this time. Yeah, so I don't like zombie movies. I don't like slasher movies either. I don't like them at all. They're not scary to me one bit. The only scary thing is the pop-out shit. Um, Loud noises. Now you're factoring in demons and stuff in this. That's the conjuring. They got that nun in that in the second one, which I don't like nuns, even if they're not demons or something about them that just <laughs> creeps. Uh, that first movie, though, when they're like crawling around in the crawl space and that demon thing was crawling and chasing her. Fuck that. Are you <laughs> kidding me? No way. Conjuring gets my vote on this one in a bit of a surprise, I think. It's true. Halloween is a very iconic movie, but we've got one for The Conjuring. Kevin has told me is abstaining because he still has not seen The Conjuring. He hasn't, he hasn't watched it in the last 20 minutes of this podcast, apparently. Shame on him. Yeah, I, I haven't been sold on it. From everything Jack said, I need to like see if I can find a diaper first, but you know that's between <laughs> me and my couch. Yeah, Conjuring is fucking scary. I, I will admit, if you're going to, you know, I guess I'll go with my vote next. You're going to talk scary. Conjuring is definitely a scarier movie than Halloween. There is no question. That movie scares the shit out of you. Jack brings up a scene that I frankly didn't want to remember. I might have to keep one of my lights on while I'm sleeping tonight. But Halloween, I don't know. I actually really do like slasher movies because maybe sometimes is what I find it more interesting because it is the idea of Halloween feels a little more realistic in the sense that a fucking crazy dude breaks out of a prison or a mental institution and he comes back to his hometown. And he starts butchering young women with a knife. They were very popular for a period of time. There's so many of them. They're some of the biggest horror movies of all time. I would say I enjoy Halloween more as a film than, oh, it's, yeah, here we go. Jack's already raising his eyebrows. As a film over The Conjuring. The Conjuring's like scarier. It's just like a jump scare spook fest to me, whereas like Halloween's, I, I think, more of an enjoyable movie. They're very close. I actually think this is kind of a neck and neck one for me. But I'm going to give it a slight edge to Halloween. I've always really liked Michael Myers. It's one of my favorite slasher characters, and I've historically liked the films. And actually, I'm looking forward to Halloween Kills coming up. Next, we'll go to Casey. So I'm in full agreement with Matt on the terms of I think this is one of the closer ones that I can think of, of which ones I've enjoyed most. I think back to Halloween. I think Halloween was one of the 
first scary movies I've I've ever watched. And it literally, I don't think I slept for a couple days <laughs> after watching it because, and what Matt said about it being real, it could actually happen, right? I've had this mm-hmm. conversation with some people, like there could be a deranged lunatic who, like Matt said, escapes from an asylum, escapes from prison, and just dresses up in, on Halloween and goes around and just fucking kills people. Like that, to me, is actually legit. It's like almost kind of like a, a thing, the topic that was brought up, which was haunted houses. Like if you think about it, like that'd be the perfect place to commit murder and really get away with it, potentially. Okay, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure they've made horror movies for that exact time. I think you're right. I think you're right. <laughs> I think Hellfest was one of them. Right. So I, I, I that has a soft, like not a soft place because it's really not that soft in my heart, but a, a scary place in my heart. But at the same time, I think to what scared me more was it the fact that I was younger and it was a, a slasher and I, you know, it was one of my first kind of exposures to scary movies or was it the fucking conjuring? Whew. And the conjuring to me scared me way more because I was older at that time too when it came out. And I remember being literally scared fucking shitless. So I've got to go with The Conjuring. I love Halloween. And I want that to be noted that, again, like Matt said, this is very, very close. But there's just something about how fucking scared I was from The Conjuring. That's what I got to go with. Okay, well, that'll give uh, Conjuring a 2-1 victory over Halloween. I think it's deserved. I think Conjuring is one of the best ghost movies, especially modern ghost movies that we've had in a long time. It's, it is very good. It's a good example of a ghost movie. Okay, well, sorry, Halloween. You're left behind the dust. We're going to move on to the next round. We've got Exorcist against the previous round's winner 28 days later. I'll go first on this one. The Exorcist, frankly, probably not one of my favorites on this list. I find the movie a little boring. I find the whole possession angle maybe not as interesting as just a spirit fucking shit up on its own power. I don't know. For some reason, the Exorcist does not like resonate with me. I don't know why. There's certainly, it's a very iconic thing movie I, I keep stopping myself i'm saying film and uh there's a lot of very iconic scenes in it with the vomiting and the head turning around and it's a lot of fucked up shit happens believe me it is it that movie scares me too but i really fucking love 28 days later it's that that one's really always stuck in my head over time scared me then scares me now i think again i really love zombie movies i consider it a zombie movie at least it's just uh I don't know, kind of a real master class in its specific niche. Uh, so 28 Days Later gets my vote, I would say, over Exorcist. Let's go to Kevin. What do you got to say about this one? It's tough because I've seen The Exorcist and I actually kind of like it as a movie. I think it's just, but it, it's from a different era, unfortunately, right? Horror movies back then were, I'd say, slower and it's not the right word, but it feels more deliberate, right? Like it was just, it took, they took its mm-hmm. time and it was, it felt like structured now 28 days later feels by comparison like 28 weeks does 28 days later right it's just a lot more happening sooner and so maybe that's because audiences have seen it all i don't know but i'm judging the movies by themselves one versus the other 28 days later is i think a better horror movie it pains me to say it because i do like the exorcist but 28 days later is a better horror movie okay so that's two votes for 28 days later let's go to casey yeah so there's some really good matchups on this. I, I, I'm i going to agree with what Matt and Kevin both said. I There's just something about 28 Days Later that I think it makes it a better movie. I also, but I do agree with the fact that this is like a staple. You have to watch it. If you're into this genre of movie, you have to see The Exorcist. Like, no question about it. But I think what hurts it, and I know this is going to sound stupid, 
I probably, but it's the, the fact that it's old, it didn't scare me all that much. And there's some other reasons, but I don't really want to get political or other things on this podcast with it that I just was like, I don't really believe in that shit. So, but it's a, it's a, it's a staple. You have to watch it. Don't, don't take that the wrong way. But also, again, I come back to a little bit more of the, what do I think could actually happen in my opinion? And it's 28 days later. I, I, I'm not a big zombie guy, but God damn, like I could see that happening as wild as that is. Like I could see it happening. So for that reason, and like I said, Cillian Murphy, I think does a phenomenal job in it. So I'm going 20 days later. Okay. 20 days later, three votes, Jack, you've got the last. Yeah. I think what Kevin said about, you know, the exorcist is just, it's, it's older and it's fighting an uphill battle here. Uh, if we, you know, if we had this podcast going 30 years ago, Exorcist might win this whole thing. Correct. Correct. But, yeah. Yeah. This, this, you know, the effects aren't going to be as good. You know, the the interesting thing about The Exorcist is you read some of the notes from the actors and, and you know, production that were on set and listen to their stories about all the weird shit that happened on that set. Like they said, like some funky stuff was happening, you know, so that was pretty interesting to to read about. Uh, when I first saw The Exorcist, I mean, it's it scared me, but I was probably like five years old. So, you know, the girl's face was terrifying. Seeing like the the devil pop out by the window, that was scary. Watching her crawl down the stairs, like all contorted, that was freaky. So I'll, I'll you know, I'll, I'll go ahead and throw The Exorcist a vote here and so it doesn't get shut out. It definitely belongs on this list, but it was going to be tough for it to beat 28 days later. So Exorcist gets my vote. Okay, we've got one for The Exorcist, putting a three-to-one victory for 28 days later, moving it on to the semifinals for our third matchup. We've got Friday the 13th against The Ring, another classic slasher against uh, probably what I might argue is the first like Japanese-to-English horror film that got really popular. Uh, let's start off with Jack Reverse Order. What do you got this time? Yeah, one thing that I want to mention with friday the 13th and also with halloween we didn't really talk about the iconic music that comes along with all that with their their you know awesome awesome that being said the ring absolutely gets my vote here i i love jason love the mask it's great but the ring man if when i want to see a scary movie when i go see one i want to be scared i regret it after the movie's over but I want to be scared, and the ring scares the shit out of me to this day. I'd say there's always that regret. Once you get home, you're in bed, you turn the lights off, you try to pull the covers up over your head. It's like fuck. Why did I watch that goddamn movie? That and was that's stupid. when you put a comedy on TV, and that TV doesn't go off for the next forty-eight hours. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say it's not. It's always a couple of days later too that you're like, God, was was watching that movie really worth it? And you're like, it kind of was. But still, I'm scared shitless. So yeah, I agree. You got to put something <laughs> funny on after. That's, that's why you. That's why you invest in the Kevlar bed sheets, man. You got to have some cover. <laughs> come at me, ring girl. <laughs> Catch these hands. But don't don't come at me. I don't yeah. want any part of it. <laughs> please don't. Come yeah, at I'm, me. I'm I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> please please don't come at me. All right, so uh, we've got one vote for the ring. Uh, let's go to Casey. Uh, I I totally agree with everything Jack said. I think. You know, I, I do like Friday the 13th. I do like Jason, but I, if I'm going to go a slasher and I think iconic slasher for me, it's Mike Myers personally. Again, that's just my thing, but Holy shit that the, the I'm go back to a lot of what Matt said earlier about kids are fucking scary when they do unnatural things or just are in 
scary places. Like they can scare the shit out of you. And that girl, I was just looking up uh, some of the specifics for these two. And I saw a picture of the oh, girl when I clicked God. the ring and I was like, okay. Oh, fuck me. Scary. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, uh, so for that, I'm going ring all the way. No question. <laughs> all right. We've got two for the ring. Uh, I'll go third here. Jason Voorhees from Friday the 13th. I'll say this folks is probably one of my most common Halloween costumes I've ever worn. Uh, I love the design and look at that character with the hockey mask. Just so goddamn iconic looking character. I don't know. I, I think I have to give this one a Friday the 13th. I love Jason Voorhees as a character. Just the way that dude just slowly just walks after people and just like a lurch doesn't, there's no noises coming out of him. Absolutely brutal. I love some of the kills from the original Friday the 13th and the subsequent movies, but I believe it was the first movie where he wrapped that kid up in like a sleeping bag and just bashes the bag against a tree at the camp. It's just savage. I, I, I love the, how absolutely fucking brutal that character is uh, in the ring. I actually agree with the last two uh, voters here. I think it's a scarier movie just because I have a particular fear of the unnatural moving children, but I, I really like the original Friday 13th, him just going into camp, got camp crystal Lake. And I don't know. It's just that movie holds really holds up to me. I've watched it multiple times. I love Jason Voorhees and I love Friday the 13th. The ring is scarier, but I think Friday the 13th is a better movie. So I'm going to give it my vote. Kevin, you've got the last vote. All right. Scary movie or the scariness of the movie aside, because I do think The Ring is actually scarier. Mm -hmm. Friday the 13th is one of those classic movies that I actually have seen that I do really appreciate for what it was. And I'm not a big fan of slasher movies. They aren't as, in my opinion, they aren't as scary as some of these supernatural things. But I do think it's a better horror movie. So it's kind of a a weird vote here, right? This is the best horror movie bracket. I'm going to give my vote to Friday the 13th and queue up the wheel here. I I have no stake in this or horse in this race here. Cause I don't like either of these movies. So if it lands on me, eh. <laughs> all right. Nothing scarier folks in the wheel. Here it goes. Give her a spin. But also that's like the most uneventful or exciting lead up to a wheel ever from Kevin. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't, I don't like, really know what to, to say about that. Like, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Like, if it lands on me, eh. Yeah, yeah. Fuck it. but like he's, you know, usually when we do the wheel, like someone's like amped, like, and for that reason, like, cue up the wheel, like, fuck it, it's two two, let's go. Kevin's just like, eh, so cue up the wheel, but if it lands on, I don't give a fuck. Kevin, I'm looking for some, <laughs> I'm looking for some Miko level passion here. I'm not invested in this entire bracket. All right, I've we said this from the get go, so this is tough for me. I'll try, but it's tough. Well, spoiler alert: this one landed very, very narrowly on me. That's probably the closest I've actually seen it to hitting like directly in between two people so it went to me and i will give it to friday the 13th it's one of my favorite slashers it's gonna move on with a tiebreaker putting it at three to two sorry the ring but this is where your journey ends so friday the 13th we'll move on to the semifinals, and we're gonna move on to the last matchup of i suppose the quarterfinals in a way this will be nightmare on elm street freddy krueger against the shining i'll take this one first uh this is kind of a tough one because I think Frightmare and Elm Street is probably one of the most, probably the most inventive slashers out there. The dream slasher himself, Freddy Krueger. That one, something about that whole concept of you can't go to sleep because then Freddy Krueger will fuck you up in your dreams and that will translate to the real world. Especially when I first watched the movie, it was a really scary concept because usually you're thinking, 
I can't go to sleep because then the thing in the real world will kill me. In this case, it's your goddamn dreams that kill you. So it was this added fuck you from Freddy Krueger. He was a very creepy looking dude with the burnt up face and the big long claws and he could take different shapes and very strange character. But like Wes Craven, cool movie. I really like that movie, um, but I don't know. It's Unfortunately, it's almost turning into a Saving Private Ryan moment for me. I just think The Shining as a movie is just a way, a way better movie than almost anything on this list. It's just like an all-timer, regardless of genre to me. So I, I don't see how it beats Nightmare on Elm Street to me as much as I do actually like Nightmare on Elm Street. I'm going to give it to The Shining for me. Nicholson's performance, man. Woo, baby. So one for The Shining. Let's go to Jack, who's talking to someone off camera. How convenient. You always seem to do that to people. And God, <laughs> do we love it. <laughs> I don't think you guys do. Yeah, this is probably the creepiest of the the uh, slasher movies with, like Matt said, the not being able to fall asleep and the creepy little rhyme that goes along with the movie. But, you know, Shining. This is this one's pretty easy for me. Shining is just just so uncomfortable. It's so, so horribly uncomfortable. I got to give it my vote. Okay, so we've got two for The Shining. Let's go to Kevin. Uh, I'm going to go with The Shining, but my vote shouldn't count because I actually haven't seen the entirety of Nightmare on Elm Street. Ooh, what about that scene in Nightmare on Elm Street where the, where the girl gets like pulled up onto the ceiling and then like all the blood's coming up and shit? Oh my god. That's a that's a very cool shot scene. And they like actually invert the whole room or some shit. And this is like, I don't know, I forget. Go look that up. The I think the character's name was Tina. I guess my mother's name. That's why I'm remembering it. Tina's death scene in Elm Street worth watching. So Kevin abstaining. Casey, you've got the last vote. We've got two zero for The Shining. Yeah, so um, I'll be honest. Freddy Krueger is not one of my favorites in the, from the, the slasher genres. So this is pretty easy. I'm going The Shining. There's just everything about that movie is fucking creepy. But also, I just think it's a fantastic movie. Um, and I looked it up. The hotel or motel or whatever you want to call it in, in Estes Park is called the Stanley, the Stanley Hotel. And it's super iconic and just super creepy. So easily the shining for me on this one. You know, I was at a brewery last night and a friend of mine was saying he's going to a wedding in Estes Park at that name. That, that that's, that's where the Overlook Hotel is in real life. So, it, yeah. So, Ooh, but it's funny. That's, so the, that's where the wedding is. Yeah, so the Stanley or the Overlook is based off the Stanley, except they didn't shoot it at the Stanley. They actually uh, shot it up in like Wyoming or Montana. But yeah, so the the Overlook Hotel is based off the Stanley. That's where Stephen King was staying when he wrote the the book. Ah, I see. Okay, well, uh, Shining will take a 3-0 win over Nightmare on Elm Street, moving us on to the third round. All right, so we're on to our semifinals. We've got round one is The Conjuring against 28 Days Later. Casey, take it away. Yeah, and so this is where I'm going to kind of backtrack on what I've been saying a lot of what I <laughs> believe in, which is like, you know, reality could, like it being reality could could sway me. Um, though I do believe it could sway me towards uh, 20 mm. Days Later. I just can't get past The Conjuring. I think it is one of the one of those movies that has scared the living shit out of me. And I was like a fucking adult when that came out. Like, that's why for me, it just it, it, it ranks so high on my personal list of horror movies. And it, it takes my vote. It's got to take my vote. No question. OK, Conjuring continues to steam along strong. Uh, I'll go second on this one. 
we're getting down to some very good movies here, but I, I got to keep giving it to my man 28 days later. I love that fucking movie. It's a, one of my favorite genres. I, I just think it's, a, I don't know, it's the, the very visceral kind of primal nature of those, the, the rabbit infected is very scary to me. And kind of, I feel like we keep bringing this up, but it feels a little more like, you know, that shit could happen. You think about what the fuck would I do? If suddenly people started trying to bite me and eat me. It's fucked up. It scares me. It's always why zombies have kind of scared me. I'm going to give my vote 28 days later. Goddamn love that movie. Jack, third vote. Going with Casey on this one. It's The Conjuring for me. It's something about that movie. Every And I've watched it multiple times now, and every time it's just still, it's terrifying. Everything from the the thing hanging from the tree, and oh, God, it's there's like possession in there with the mom. It's just, ugh, it's, it's, it's terrifying. It's, it's, it's a great, great watch, especially this time of year. So Conjuring gets my vote. Okay, two for The Conjuring, one for 28 days. Kevin, you've got the final vote. I think you know how this is going to go because I haven't seen The Conjuring. <laughs> oh, that's right. You've been abstaining. I forgot about that. Okay, the abstain will continue then, in which case The Conjuring will take it with a two-to-one vote over 28 days later, moving it on to the final round. See, that's frustrating because I do like 28 days, but, but I haven't seen the conjuring. So now this I thought, is, this I thought actually, 28 days later is about to hit. To see it. I thought that was about to hit the wheel 28 days later. Then you're right. I know. But I, and the sake, entire time, I can't say that I would pick it because I haven't seen. Now I want to go see the conjuring to see if that vote really would stand, though. You should go see it. It's very good. It's very good. It scared the fucking titties off me. In fact, I don't want to watch it again. So, it's on HBO Max right now. Ooh, it is. Yeah, I was just by, thinking. Sponsored by HBO. Sign up for a free trial using. Code counterpoints. And ignore the errors that you'll get when that code doesn't work. Just keep <laughs> keep trying it. Keep trying it. It's definitely giving us money when that happens. It's an excellent point. Okay, so we have the second round of the semifinals. You've got Friday the 13th against The Shining. Kevin, are you abstaining from this one as well? I can't because I've seen both movies. Ooh, baby, here we go. I have to render an opinion, and it's going to be for The Shining because Nightmare on Elm Street, the parts that I saw, and uh, Friday the 13th were on par, as was Halloween. They're all kind of in that tier, that pantheon of great slasher films, but it doesn't quite quite cross over into the like the very tippy tippy top of the few horror movies that I've actually seen that I appreciate as well-made movies just in general. So The Shining gets in my vote. Pretty easy for me. Okay, we've got an easy vote for The Shining. All right, with that first vote for The Shining, I'm just going to get this out of the way, boys. I do like Friday the 13th. As I said earlier, Jason Voorhees, common costume of mine, great-looking character design, some really fun kills. Kevin Bacon's in that movie for some reason. I forgot how young Kevin Bacon looks in the original Friday the 13th. But The Shining is definitely a way better movie. It's also scarier. That fucking thing Jack brought up, which I wish he had not, the, the dead hag that comes out of the shower, fuck that scene. That movie is actually pretty scary still, even I think in the current day. And it's just a fucking incredible movie. So it gets my vote all day, every day. Move it along. Let's go to Jack. This one's a good word, right? Red rum, murder. This is murder. This is a blowout. This the blood coming out of the elevator. That's what this matchup just did to Friday the 13th. <laughs> Absolute blowout. Shining wins. Red rum. Red rum. Yeah, that kid was a little fucking creep too. Casey, three to nothing the shining what do you got the shining let's fucking go that movie scares the shit out of me yeah <laughs> this is easy 
I like Jack's analogy. This is a murder. Yes, it was. Have you guys ever read the uh, read the book? Also, good. yes, I have. Also good. Yes, I have. Should I, I hear I, when you read it? I hear when you read it, you have to put it in the freezer afterwards. Yeah, <laughs> got him. We. I really feel like we need to do a Stephen King bracket at some point, or a Stephen King draft. One of the two. yes. Ooh, a draft. Hell yeah, Stephen draft King, would be Stephen crazy. King draft. This has definitely Holy got my brain shit. juices moving about Stephen King. <laughs> That, that can be a counterbites. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Keep coming off that one. Probably. Probably a good point. That could be a <laughs> You know who would love to talk about Stephen King? I will say this. My girlfriend loves Stephen King. She's read like every fucking book he's written. Let's do it. Let's get that episode going. We'll do a draft. Yeah. Let's do it. I, 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 was, I, might, I, was hoping, I might argue she knows more about it than I do. <laughs> I was hoping you were going to say Stephen King. Yeah. Did you, awesome. did you guys know that I'm friends with Stephen King? Unfortunately. That would be fucking I, I got bad news. I'm only friends with, with cocaine era Stephen King. <laughs> oh. when he was writing about kids banging in sewers and it you know that was a real wild time if you were Stephen King no offense Mr. King um, okay so that'll be a 4-0 sweep for The Shining over Friday the 13th bringing us to our final round we've got The Conjuring against The Shining ghosts against I suppose ghosts in a way boys let's get to it let's start with ooh you know, Kevin, I'm sorry you're out of this one, aren't you? This Conjuring's made all the way to the final round, a movie you haven't seen. My God, this must be painful for you. Kevin's not, not really. sleeping for the next, like, three days. No, that's fine. Why do you think all the lights on are, are on behind me? That's <laughs> in a dark room. All my lights in my apartment are you on. You do have an extraordinary amount of lights on in your, in your apartment. My God, it looks like you're in, a, <laughs> you're in a, like, a tanning bed. Okay, let's go to Jack. You've got first vote between these two heavy hitters. What do you think? Yeah, this is, you know... This is a, a good, we did a good job on this one. I think these are two fine choices for the end, but I, I'm going with the one that I started it off with. I'm going with the conjuring. When I think about horror movies mm. and it just, it just scares the shit out of me that those are the kind of movies too. There's some sort of like demon of some kind in there that, that you get to see. And it's, and that demon was terrifying. Oh my God. Was it terrifying? So I'm going with the conjuring. I'll probably watch it at some point soon. Cause now it's just got my juices flowing and I'll definitely watch the second one. Cause it's even better than the first one. Shout out none, but uh, <laughs> conjuring is my vote here. A close, close vote over the shot. All right. I'd like to hear less about Jack's juices. So let's move on to Casey. All right. So we've been talking about this a lot. The, I agree with Jack. I think we did a phenomenal job at this bracket. Um, this is one of the closer, like, heavy hitters that we've had. But I, I'm going to go with the nostalgia vote, uh, and I'm going with one of the first movies uh, that I can remember seeing along the lines of, like, Halloween when I was kind of at that age where I could really get into it and not, like I said earlier, piss myself every 10 minutes when I watched a scary movie. I'm, I'm, I'm going The Shining. I mean, it is one of the most iconic scary movies that I can can think of. And there are just so many aspects of that movie that are so fucking scary. But again, I, I do agree. Conjuring is very scary. But for me, it's that um, that nostalgia vote that is coming into play. And for sure, it's it's got to be The, the Shining. <sighs> You're right. Well, that's uh, one for each. And Jack, I got bad news for you. You know where I'm going with this one. It's it's going to be The Shining. It's just moment after moment. It's a goddamn masterpiece. Just the slow breakdown of a man over time in a haunted hotel. All work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. Him chasing Wendy up the stairs. 
you know, I'm not going to hurt you. I'm going to bash your brains in. It's just the man. It's, it's just such a masterful fucking actor acting performance. I just love that movie. It's still scary. I do personally think I think conjuring is probably a scarier movie in terms of just like straight, like shock value from how fucked up. Some of the demons look at that movie. Cause Ooh, baby, there's some rough scenes in that one, but there's this longer sense of dread and foreboding and the shining. that I think really builds up when you're kind of the beginning and you don't think anything's wrong. And then Jack Nicholson starts getting like a little weird and, He's, he's talking with like a butler in a bathroom and you're like, who the fuck is that? It starts just builds up to this like really excellent crescendo at the end when he's chasing Danny through the maze and freezes outside and they drive away. And it's, I don't know, it's just a great movie. I think I'm going to watch the shining again very soon. Let's put it that way. Here, there is one thing that we did not talk about with the Shining. And it's a great, it's a great choice. It, it belongs as a winner in this draft or bracket. When people say they're going to go watch The Shining, though, like you better carve out some time. That <laughs> is a long, long <laughs> fucking movie. That's, That's why a good point. Watch it. It's freaking long. Whereas The Conjuring, eh, it's like an hour, hour and a half. Nothing bad. But it's a long movie. And, and a lot of uh, Stephen King's movies are long because I think a lot of them were just kind of TV miniseries that got turned into movies like Storm of the Centuries one, um, Langoliers, but... Uh, Sean is a great choice. To be fair, Stephen King's books were also atrociously long sometimes. Good Lord. That's true. <laughs> go go read The Stand. Ooh, baby. Well, I looked up The Shining's length, and it's two hours and 26 minutes. I, You know, it's not as long as maybe, I don't know. I, I thought it was like more like three hours. Movies are getting fucking long, dude. Like, I just saw the new James Bond movie, and that was two hours and 47 minutes. So, like, two and a half hours is kind of becoming like the average movie, like, not the exception which I kind of hate if I'm being honest. But anyways, The Shining will take the 2-1 win over The Conjuring, making it the winner, the horror movie bracket sponsored by Halloween, sponsored by HBO Max, um, codenamed Connor Pines, put it into the uh, promotional field. So, boys, with Shining being our winner, of course, we like to talk about honorable mentions. What horror movies did we miss? Because goddamn, there are... So many of them. So, so many. Let's do a couple each. I want to nominate It Follows as being a horror movie that I quite enjoyed in the last decade. Jack is laughing as we watch that movie together. And I think, Jack, we can attest. It It Follows is real. It Follows is real. Yeah, it haunted us for a long time because the premise of that movie is basically people slowly walking at the main character are, is a demon. And every time we saw someone slowly walking, we would start saying, oh, my God, <laughs> It Follows is real. So that movie Highly, highly recommend to watch. I think it's 2014. Not, not too old. How about some other ones, boys? Horror Amityville movies. Horror. Yep. Yeah, Amityville mm. Horror. That's a good one. Absolute classic. Hmm. Uh, children of the Corn. That's a <laughs> scary one. Speaking of yeah. children, if also you want, corn. Yeah, if you want some creepy ass kids, that's absolutely a good one. Hills have eyes. Hills have, have, have eyes is a great one. Yeah, they're bringing the fucked up hillbilly sort of genre of horror. <laughs> I, I know it, it kind of got shot on when we were talking about it and I brought it up, but the, the strangers that is just a creepy fucking experience. Uh, and the fact that again, it's based on true events or claims of true events. Like, no, I'm good. That fucking scares me. Uh, uh-uh. <laughs> it's, it scares the shit out of my girlfriend though. He's the home invasion ones really get her. And they're not quite as scary to me. Although I found that one funny. How, Glenn Howerton from now Always Sunny in Philadelphia fame is the it's like the friend who gets shot in the face halfway through the movie. I was like, hey, it's Dennis. You know, it's another one I want to bring up. Um, we didn't really talk about any vampire movies. You know, what my favorite vampire movie is 
30 Days of Night. Oh, hell yeah. I That's love that Star movie. Park? Oh, man. I think it's a great pre- it's a great premise. So, you know, like an Alaskan town or the fuck it was, like when the sun goes down and they have a month of darkness and the vampires come in and just absolutely shred everyone. It's a really, I love that movie. Go watch it if you haven't seen it. Could you imagine a whole month of darkness? Yeah, why like, the fuck? Like, don't live there. Oh, God. Yeah, again, come back to a premise we talked about already. <laughs> Just fucking move. <laughs> Leave. Get, Get out of there. <laughs> That's pretty much like, that defeats like 90% of horror movies. Just get the fuck out of there. Um, you know, as a zombie guy, I got to highlight two zombie films. I really enjoy the Zack Snyder 2004 Dawn of the Dead remake. I want to say is maybe my favorite zombie film of all time. Strangely enough, it's very visceral and bloody. It has the fast zombies in it. It's got some great scenes. Also, uh, let's have a little foreign highlight here for zombie films. Train to Busan is a Korean zombie film. You can see it on Netflix, I think, still. It is fucking incredible. It's also probably a top three zombie film for me. The sequel, Peninsula, suck. Don't go watch that. Bad film. 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 Films and tropes. Films Films and tropes. (laughs) Go see this film and enjoy this trope. <laughs> How many uh, uh, drinks are we at now, ladies yes, and gentlemen? Let us know. Let us know. We got to start st- counting. Stomach's pumping. Gray's being filled. It's over. <laughs> hey, boys, how about a final destination? I mentioned that one before the podcast. We, uh, you know, the, uh, the Grim Reaper chasing people down and making sure they die in a specific order. The famous scene where the logs... Oh, yeah. Fly, fly through that car, and it's why I still cannot drive behind logging trucks. Thank Same. you, Final Destination. That was the best part of those movies, though. Is it like was. You're looking around like, where's the object? Where, yeah. What oh, should yeah. it kill? Uh, how is this person going to get killed? Like, the one of the more recent ones where the nail popped up on, like, the balance beam, beam. when the girl was doing the gymnastics. <laughs> yeah. like, you're thinking, oh, she's going to step on the nail, and boom, she does, and then her whole body crumbles. Yeah, there's uh, they're pretty gory, some of those. They're very... <laughs> It's gory to the point of like they're almost comical. They're kind of funny movies. In I think they're comical. Gore, yeah. though, if you want to talk gore, Saw. The entire Saw series. Sure. Is yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah. How about That's Quarantine? Sure. You ever see Quarantine? Yep. Was that was that a hand cam movie, Jack? Like Wreck? Yeah. 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 That, yeah. yeah. It was, that was creepy. Yeah, that one's actually pretty scary. What was the other? The Crazies? That's uh, the remake of it oh, came out in 2010. Yeah, yeah if I remember that one. Like, it's like in a rural town. Kind yep. of, yeah, I remember that one. Yep. People just start uh, committing suicide, I think. <laughs> kind of like the happening a little bit. Yeah, only better. Yeah, ooh, that's low bar, my friend. One of Mark Wahlberg's <laughs> finest performances as confused science teacher. Although uh, M. Night, I thought, had a decent horror movie. And I, do you guys ever see Devil, the one in the, in the elevator? Yeah. I, I actually like it. I think it's actually a pretty good movie. Yeah. Shyamalan, man. Real ups and downs with that guy. Real ups and downs. Woof. Shout out The Visit. Yeah, yeah, let's talk about some downs. All right, so uh, many horror movies out there. It's one of my favorite genres. Could go on about it for hours, but we won't. Your time is precious, audience. So again, Shining has won the horror movie bracket, and now we will move to the conclusion section. Okay, and for our first part of the conclusion, we've got a brewery of the week where we like to highlight a brewery that one of our hosts went to and had a good experience at. I believe on our last podcast, or one of our last podcasts, I mentioned I was going up to Portland, Maine for a birthday brew trip. Boy, howdy, did I hit a lot of breweries while I was up there. Quite a time. Maine is a great beer state. All sorts of ones to check out. But a new one that I went to on this trip that I had not been to before and ended up being a real slapper was B 
Barreled Souls Brewing in Saco, Maine. It's all, I think Kevin would like this place. It's all barrel-aged sours, barrel-aged fucking whatever you're looking for. We got funky sours. You got fruited sours. We got a lot of uh, like bourbon barrel stouts and imperial stouts and very heavy flavored beers. They were not a, a lager place. I thought it was fantastic. Their sours were really, really fucking good. I appreciate that, that brewery lets you bring your own food in. I just want to say I like any brewery that does that. Brought in some pizzas in there. Had a good time. I think I had like four flights and tried every beer that freaking brewery had. Really enjoyed them. Kind of a small facility, middle of nowhere in Saco, which is like 15, 20 minutes south, southeast of Portland. Highly recommend you go check them out. I thought they had a very good product and it was kind of a unique one in Maine, which I will say needs to cool it a little bit on the New England hazy IPAs because my God, every single fucking brewery makes them. And this was like a rare exception, which is kind of why it stood out. So barrel souls and Sacco, you guys are pretty damn good. So we're going to move on to best beer of the cast. I believe some of our hosts have an early day tomorrow. So unfortunately it's a one beer kind of night. We don't have a best beer of the cast, but We'll talk about how uh, we thought of the beer we had. I'll go first. I had the Hydra Slush Mellow from Mortalis. Fan-fucking-tastic. I think I gave it a 4.6. Really super, super thick, thick, very sweet, sour. Um, like, <laughs> the bottom of the can, it was almost like a it's almost like a sludge at the bottom. It was a really thick sour, but holy shit, they didn't have a lot of flavor. Really nailed the strawberry and the banana, the raspberry, the marshmallow shown through. Mortalis is really great sours. I wish they were closer to me and they were easier to get. And I've never seen them distribute here. So maybe I'll get there myself at some point. Jack, how was your beer? Eh, you know, storm brew is what it is. <laughs> That's you right. Drink, drink like, <laughs> you drink a thousand of them. It's, it's your, you know, the basic lager that you'd get at, a, at any sporting event where they can sell you a million of them. It's probably very, very, very similar to uh, Stampede from Avery where they sell them at that Colorado athletic events. So they just want you to drink as much as you can. So it's uh it's better than like any macro type beer. So mm. eh, it was okay. <laughs> better than a Bud Light thumbs up. Casey, how was yours? Mine was really good. I think I gave it a three, eight. Uh, it's a pretty dang good Imperial hazy IPA. Lots of flavor, 9% alcohol, by volume really good. So shout out to Sanitas. Cheers. Shout out to Sanitas. Indeed. Kevin, how about you? The uh, brunches back from Embolden was it was okay. It got better as I drank more of it and it warmed up because I didn't get any other strawberry or vanilla. I mainly got blueberry when it was cold. As it as it warmed up though, we got strawberry, we got vanilla. I did not get any maple syrup somehow on this, so that that's a miss for me. Uh, but overall, the beer was was okay. So it's okay. Kind of yeah. like this bracket, just okay. <laughs> yes, this may not have been Kevin's favorite bracket of all time. It does happen. But you trooper through it, trooper through Okay, so we've got last call as our final section. Uh, one last comment, question, joke, angry rant from our hosts, and then we'll uh, we'll wrap this one up, boys. So uh, we can get to bed. Casey, what do you got for a last call? Yeah, so um, I know I, most of the guys on this pod probably don't watch it, but um, there's a show out there with Jason Zadakis called Ted Lasso. Uh, it's about a England soccer coach, and the second season came out, and I have a, a bone to pick with a number of people uh, who gave me shit because I waited. I waited to binge the whole season uh, at one time. It comes out in a weekly series, right? There's 12 episodes. I did this for season one. I did it for season two. Everyone gave me shit for it. 
But ladies and gentlemen, I did it in one day. One day, uh, I started it after the uh, Red Sox defeated the Houston, or excuse me, the Houston Astros. That's what we're about to play. Uh, after the Red Sox defeated the Tampa Bay Rays in one of their games, and I stayed up for the next like seven hours watching Ted Lasso. And I loved every minute of it, and I wouldn't give it up, mainly because I couldn't sleep because the Red Sox basically gave me a fucking heart attack. But I have to say, screw you to anybody who tells me that not binging a show isn't the best way to watch a show. I really believe that. I love every aspect of it. And in fact, I'm kind of pissed at these streaming services for not just putting it out all at one time so I can Ooh, binge that's it. A, that's a good Fuck point. that shit. Stop doing these intermediate releases. Give it to me so I can binge it and fuck off. And that's my last call. Yeah, I'm gonna join you on that rant real quick. It's that's I think I'm gonna say it's maybe Disney's fault with like the Mandalorian that they just started saying, "Hey, we're gonna put out one episode a week because we want people to keep coming back and looking at the service." Fuck off. The whole point of streaming was to dump the whole season at once so I could watch the whole thing in like two days. That's was the beauty of streaming. Streaming is like clearly getting worse over time. Like every like every few months it goes by. There's another service. They do some other bullshit, stupid thing like that. It's just, it's getting worse, man. Like streaming used to be cool. Now it's getting shitty. I, I like, I think all oh, the boys was another big one. Amazon was, I think yep. season one, they dumped the whole thing at once. Right. And then season two, they put it out episode by episode. Fuck that. Like when that happens, I just don't watch it until every episode's out. And then I watch all of them in like two days. Exactly. Ooh, it's so exactly. It's, fucking exactly. It's so satisfying. You just get a bunch of snacks bunch of beers you just sit down on your couch you're just like all right fucking hey it's time to watch 10 hours yeah. of television right now that's right no one bothered me for the next <laughs> 10 hours close but all also the blinds like, these streaming services if i wanted to fucking treat this like cable i'd watch fucking cable yeah but i don't i treat this as a streaming service so that i can binge everything so agreed yeah bye yeah, they're just they're basically just trying to turn back into cable. It's we went we went cable streaming hit like a high and now it's going back down to the pitfalls of cable. Soon they'll have ads. Hey, fucking hey, man. I could talk about this for a long time. I hate it. I'll I'll let that serve as my last call for brevity's sake. Put episodes all out at once. I'm on Casey's side on this one. Jack, go ahead. Last call. Yeah, I think Netflix might be the only streaming service that for the most part still dumps everything. Shout out to anyone who's a fan of the series you which comes back on Ooh. Friday. That's going to be good. Me and Kelly will watch that one. Oh, good hell show. yeah. It's, it's a good show. Uh, my last call is more just enjoy freaking Halloween, people. We're going to have a pretty regular Halloween for the most part compared to last year. And then the best part about Halloween is that you watch how fast the next day, everything, orange and black, get the fuck out. It is red and green. It is Christmas time. <laughs> dun, 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 Christmas dun, dun, carols dun, dun, dun. On, the, on the radio. It's oh. time, even though Thanksgiving is an also a very important holiday that people should take more seriously. That's it. Yeah, I could take or leave Thanksgiving. Kill yourself. <laughs> Kevin, go ahead. Yeah, what about Veterans Day, man? Come on. What, what, what about Indigenous Peoples Day, Kevin? Stop being a bigot. We already had that day. <laughs> oh, that's right. That, that, that passed. So that was on the same day as Columbus yeah. Day for some it's reason. Which oh, was gosh. Oh, ironic. Indigenous Peoples yeah. Day. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's... Uh... And canceled. <laughs> and canceled. All right. So between now and our last recording, I went to a beer fest, boys. <gasps> the untapped beer fest in or next to Petco Park in San Diego. I had to confirm that it's been two weeks since we've recorded. And in those two weeks, I had a beer fest. 
It's not not surprised that I forgot about it because I drank 60 different check-ins. Uh, at that point, it was a great day. I'm just going to go through some of the highlights from the breweries that I, I like liked it. and then the beers that I remember. So Great Notion was there. You know, I love Great Notion. They had their um, blueberry muffin, which was also at the Ooh, GABF 2019. That was good. It was a great beer. Um, the stand, They had Drecker. Drecker was there. That was the first stop I make. I went, I got into one right back to Drecker. I was wearing my Drecker hat. I'm like, hey, uh, just give me all the beers you have. I'm not going to get out of line. I'm wearing the hat. You're wearing the hat. I'm just going to stand right here. Just here. one ounce done. One ounce done. One ounce done. One ounce done. We're good. We're good. Out of here. Bye. Come back in an hour. And I came back in an hour. Um, Mountains Walking from Bozeman, Montana was out there. Mountains Walking has some yep. great pastry, stats, and sours. If you can get a chance, get there. I know, Casey, you're, you're kind of nearby. Um, I'm sure you've I'm, I'm able to guys. get their beers in mass. They, they're distributing mass. I can only get them through Tavor, uh, but mm. when I when I can, I do. They're real good. Let's see. What else was good? Ren House from Texas had some IPAs that had a lot of hype. They had the longest line of the entire fest, a good 30 to 40 people in a line waiting to get beer from this place. And you know what? They're good IPAs, but they're not worth winning a line. I don't understand the hype, but uh, I guess that's your reputation, so good for them. Modest Man, you know Modest Man, Matt from Keene, New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. They were out there. Um, the surprise for me, though, mm-hmm. was where did it go? It was Wild Minds Ales from Minneapolis, Minnesota. They just had a couple different sours that really kind of knocked my socks off. I was there for the Drecker, and Wild Mind Ales stood out in my in my memory as having some really good beers. I'm if you give me like 30 seconds here, because the statistics feature on Untapped is a little tricky. I got to try to find the exact <laughs> beer I drank. Yeah, I never they heard of Wild, really wild Minds. Yeah, nor had I until that trip. And they were they were right next to uh, Wild Barrel. You remember Wild Barrel? I sent mm-hmm. you some of their sours. Wild and good. they beat the pants off of Wild Barrel. Ooh. Like, good for them. And Wild Barrel's pretty good. They won some award. I think they won a, won a medal or two at GABF. They won a GABF uh, award for um, their vice for Lerner Weiss beer, but without the fruit. So it was a base like a uh, funky oak aged beer okay. have, called Sans Fruit, which is pretty good. Yeah, great. Uh, okay, so I can't navigate the, uh, the statistics <laughs> thing here too well on the untapped app. But either way, it was an untapped sponsored beer fest. Great time. Uh, we tried to sneak into the uh, VIP section. Didn't oh, work. Yeah. Secur- the, the security guards were on their game. Good for them. They weren't drinking. <laughs> so good for you guys. Uh, and I miss beer fest. God damn, do I miss them. Would you say it was a well-organized beer fest? Did you enjoy your experience there? I, I enjoyed my experience. It was definitely the most crowded beer fest I've been to since GABF 2019. Yeah. Right. Everything since then has been relatively low key. This just reminded me of what it is when people can go out and uh, and have fun in mass. Whew. All right. Well, we got a reporter from the field, Kevin, coming in live from Untapped Beer Festival this year. I'm jealous. I would have liked to have gone to that myself, but unfortunately, San Diego is a bit of a tough place for me to get to. Interesting that Modest Man was there. They're pretty good, but I'm surprised they went out the opposite side of the country. Huh. More you know. Okay, so with our last call out of the way, we're going to wrap this podcast up. Listeners, as always, a quick social media plug. Instagram, Twitter, untapped, counterpints. Look it up. Give it a follow. We appreciate it. Our voicemail number continues to be 774-224-0708. Leave us a voicemail and we'll read it on air or listen to it on air. I think I made that mistake every single podcast. We'll put it out there as long as it's not something terrible. We love to hear from you, our listeners, and we'll keep putting out content for you. This is the horror movie bracket. You have a safe and sane Halloween. Don't egg too many strangers' houses, of course, unless they don't give you candy, in which case you are legally justified to throw eggs at their house. This is not legal advice. I am not a lawyer. Anyways, we'll see you on the next one. Thank you for listening, and of course, stay frosty out there, my friends. What a wonderful 